Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How much of your life is spent in fear? We know people with phobias, sometimes crippling. Perhaps you have one that you've had to battle or maybe never conquered. Fear of insects, spiders, wasps, fear of snakes, fear of flying, fear of heights, fear of crowds, fear of being alone. I know you fear for your kids and your country, our church, your future. Societal fears reflect man's primal fear, anxiety over death. In my lifetime, fear of nuclear holocaust was supplanted by fear of ecological destruction, and now the global fear of the coronavirus. All paint a picture of a world coming undone. Holy Scripture reveals the source of all such fears. A Genesis 3 world, a cosmos, created good but fractured. An earth seeped in blood as round us swirls the dust of billions of corpses. David, who appeared fearless in battle, David who faced the champion Goliath while yet in his youth, this same David is not afraid to give voice to his fears. The Psalms are the place for us also to turn in our fear, our anxiety, in the sleepless nights where you toss and turn and find no rest. David knew the fear of an army encamped against him. He knew the fear of false witnesses telling lies, harming his reputation. He knew the fear of a son, Absalom, turned against him and for a time seizing the kingdom. Violence, political intrigue, slander, enemies bent on destruction. Such is the story of our age and every age since the human race first fell, first felt the fear of a life without God. What David does is what we must do. What David does is what the Psalms teach us to do, what all of our hymns teach us to do, what the liturgy teaches us to do, present our fear before the Lord and say, hear. That's the name of today. Exaudi, hear, O Lord. It comes from our psalm today. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. To be a Christian is not to have no fears, but to set our fears before the only one who can do something about them. The one who has done something about it, the one who faced all of man's fears, and the one who promises to hear us when we cry out for help. So David cries out to the Lord, hear, O Lord, and he asks a rhetorical question in today's psalm, a rhetorical question presented in two different ways. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Are these words said with absolute confidence? Or maybe, in the words, can you hear him stealing himself for the onslaught? 
I don't think they're the words of a happy warrior plunging into danger without care, but a man afraid, assaulted on every side, in every way, enemies in the opposing army, enemies in his own family, enemies in his own flesh, enemies in his own conscience. Filled with fear, he cries out to God, hear my fears, come to my aid, don't abandon me, send me help. And then our lessons place us in the upper room with our Lord Jesus, talking to his disciples. We are there with him, with them, uncertain about what lies ahead. The men are arguing. Enemies are waiting outside. There is a traitor in their own company. Jesus himself had no desire to face what was coming, but will beg the Father to find another way. Yet in the midst of this fearful, crazy, chaotic night, a night of violence and darkness and what must have seemed like the end of all things, our Lord speaks to his apostles and to us when the Helper comes. Here is good news. The Helper. Help doesn't do justice to it if we think of help as a minor aid, a bandage for a paper cut, a room that just needs a few bits of clutter tidied up. It's tempting to look at Christianity that way. I'm pretty good, but could use a little help. I could use some of the clutter of my life tidied up, a little bandage, maybe give me a few tips and tricks and methods, and I'll be back on track towards success and glory, prosperity and inner peace. I just need a little help, a little prayer. Pastor, could you pray a quick prayer? Well, if there's clutter, you'll need an organizer. If there's a wound, you'll need a bandage. But these are not your problems. The fears that you have represent something far more substantive, a far greater problem. You don't need a broken bone reset, but a corpse revived. You don't need a few mistakes overlooked but a world of sin absolved. It is a corpse-reviving, sin-absolving kind of helper that your Jesus sends. The spirit of truth, he calls this helper, because he tells us the truth about ourselves and the world and the truth about Jesus. The truth that the wages of sin is death. The truth that the world will be judged but also the truth that the Son has borne the wages of sin, has carried them into death, and has taken our judgment upon himself. The help of the Helper is not in smoothing over life's rough patches. You'll notice Jesus goes on to tell them that the world will hate them and will seek to kill them. They'll excommunicate them, self appointed servants of God will be their greatest enemies. The helper does not rescue from the world's immediate problems, but sustains us through and beyond them. How? The helper helped them and helps you 
by spreading repeatedly a table before you in the presence of your enemies and attaching his word of promise to the meal, promise of sins forgiven and life restored. The Lord's Supper is essential. And it's coming soon time to bring the absence of that supper from the church's weekly celebrations to bring that to an end. The Lord's Supper is essential. It's not something that we do when it's convenient or when we feel like it is safe, but it is the very thing that makes us safe in time and eternity. So come this afternoon or come as soon as you are able. Come as a helpless person and receive the help that only this helper can give. Come with all your fears and demand that the Lord stay with you through them. Demand that the Lord hear your cries for help. And he will help you with undeserved, everlasting, absolute help. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.